Hey everyone. Hi, and welcome to Rockhound Talk Live, the only live Rockhound podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I am your host, Amber Nicole, and this is my co-host, Ben Korn. Hey everyone. Hey, how are you, Ben? Uh, I'm doing oh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have had some sort of hardships, I guess, with my lapidary equipment. Um, I just started getting into sort of setting up an online shop and trying to sell some of my rocks and minerals. And I thought, you know, I've got a few like cut agates and things. I'm going to try and polish some of them before I try and sell some of them. And my flat lap broke. Oh. So it's thankfully it's, you know, not that old. So I sent it in to get a warranty repair. Um, but then my whole problem is, you know, I it's not gonna get fixed in time for me to start selling things by this weekend. Right. Um, so then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll cut some of the other agates and things that just won't be polished. So I was cutting some more. Um, it's been nice with my saw having an auto feed, I can sort of set it do some work for like 45 minutes or an hour and then come back and um it uh started like leaking some of the oil so i i think it's somewhere back by the motor there's some way that oil's getting out um so it's been kind of (laughs) rough trying to get everything ready i thought it'd be super easy and i can just do things and everything's breaking my water heater wasn't working this morning too so it's just Mine one either. thing after another I, I swear it's like the worst well it's february now but it was like the worst january and i thought it was gonna end in january but it's still dipping into february and i'm ready for things to get better yeah. <laughs> um yeah. i'm currently on my phone right now because my laptop decided that it wanted to do an update right before um right before our show (laughs) so (laughs) so that's currently updating hopefully that will be updated soon so i could switch over to that um um people who have been watching for over the, the past year um and anyone who's ever questioned like why do a live show um i get it because this is the reason why a lot of people don't do live shows because of the technical difficulties i'm going live it is a challenge but overall the concept of the show was to have more human to human interaction um and to allow viewers to interact with our guests as well as with the hosts so um that's why we're live and i think it's important to um, have human interaction in a lots of wireless and internet world um we still need that human connection so bear with us um like it, it's a it, week i will say we did just, i did just get facebook to connect so oh, good. Okay. facebook yes, is yes. connected um and a shout out to bethany bk bones who is hey. watching us on instagram right now nice very nice so, um, so you've been out, um, I've seen some of your TikToks, um, out collecting some agates in this unseasonably warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, to be able to collect in Minnesota in late January, early February without snow and it being 40, 50 degrees has just been nuts. So I've been out the last couple weekends this weekend, they're saying like thirties and snow. So I probably won't be able to get out. But yeah, I've been able to get out. Um, unfortunately, because it's not springtime yet, the farmers haven't plowed and turned over the fields. But I've been able to get out and I found, you know, a few agates. And just being able to get out right now and walk a field has been just a blessing. So yes. I'm I'm so thankful for the warm weather right now. Just to be able to have that escape because usually yes. this time of the year, it's trying to stay inside you know maybe doing lapidary cleaning rocks organizing things um so just to be able to sort of scratch that itch and get outside and find rocks has been great because they 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 weren't great um i didn't find anything you know of any significant like size or or anything like that and you know just just to be able to get out has just been like you know i'm like all right even though i didn't find that many you know there's the last time I went out, I, I think it was like two and a half hours. I found just itty bitty tiny ones. It took me like two and a half hours to find anything that was like a couple inches. So, um, but the whole time I was like, it's February and I'm out here right. just walking the field, picking eggs. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, being outdoors does wonders for our mental health and psyche. So I, I, I've been unable to go out on my weekends. I've been working because during the week my daughter's got basketball. So it's been just it's been basketball season. So a basketball season is wrapping up, and this mama is ready to be able to work during the week so she can have her weekends <laughs> off again. <laughs> and um, get connected to the outdoors because I like feel it in my bones like I literally just oh it's like I just need the outdoors I need it so much Um, so I am oh so excited to be able to I'm going to be in Indiana next weekend um, visiting family and um, I'm hoping that I can sneak away and maybe just I don't even care what I find like I'm just hoping that I can sneak away and the decent weather just to go you know walk you know the woods and just immerse myself with nature and just shut everything else off like sometimes we just well not sometimes I mean I think we just need to do that in life so so yeah. I'm hoping to do that well I do know yeah. I th- I think Southern Indiana has uh, uh, geodes. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not I've, sure I've, what else. I mean, I've I've been in when I lived in and... Chicago. Yeah, when I was in Chicago, the part of Indiana I'm used to is like Gary, Indiana, which yeah, it's uh, kind of a dump. And yeah, the reason I yeah. was there's all, all the contamination, and you find a bunch of slag from the steel mills and like yeah that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've I've collected down there before, so I'm pretty familiar on you know where to go and what to collect so I'm hoping I can have it I just need the opportunity I am like I said I am meeting I'm gonna be supposed to be with family so I I don't have that much time to sneak away but (laughs) I'm hoping I can (laughs) and if anybody knows me they'll know and appreciate that I need that time (laughs) to just be able to sneak away so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping oh I see flash in the pan he's um Yes. Oh, there's garnets out there in Indiana. I did not know that. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, I haven't spent too much time um, in that that area looking for for things. I know some also some people also go and find. I believe gold. You can find quite a bit of gold in um, like Indiana. I think it's all sort of from the the glaciers. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I've I've been you know. With these 50 degree weather days, I've been trying to get out as much as I can. And it's been, yeah, this this winter, everyone's, I mean, people are already finding ticks outside, which is crazy for Minnesota. What? Really? Um, yeah, and everyone's like, the mosquitoes are going to be so bad this year. So it's like, if all that's going to be happening, get out now and enjoy it before all the bugs wake up. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, we've got a lot of exciting things, too, going out at the Mineral Club. We've, we're just now pushing out a whole bunch of field trips so we're doing the keokuk iowa going down to do uh jersey in um missouri um i forgot what it the place that it's called um haunted ridge yes haunted ridge yes so Mm -hmm. they're doing that and then we've got our whole big uh eclipse trip coming up in april we're you know doing the big montana trips that we always do so um i've talked with our field trip director and he's like people are asking me like when are you gonna have field trips up and it's like it's february like, these are <laughs> happening in the summer like calm down everyone wants to get out and find stuff right now yes, and it's like just take a break yeah. like let us let us plan it and get it you know everything like they're coming don't worry we're going to have field trips so everyone is just ready to to get it's out him. and yeah, just yeah. just find stuff. So it, it's great, though. I'm... It is great. It is great. We need more people outdoors um, and enjoying the nature. It's just it's so good for your mental health. It's it's just so necessary. So it's a great thing. We just have to be patient. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get get the mud to maybe dry a little bit and some of the snow to melt and maybe the temperatures get a little warmer. I know they're getting um, a lot of rain out west. Holy crap. A lot of rain. So yeah, it's just been a really crazy. I mean, it's crazy because last winter, or I mean, I should say, yeah, last like March, whatever you want to consider that spring or not, it still feels very wintry for some places, but it was unseasonably cold. Like we went down to Vegas in March and I've been to Vegas in March and it's well in the 80s. 
And it right. was like in the 50s, 60s in Vegas when I went in the March last year. So like now we're in like a completely different, <laughs> it's just crazy how just it's completely shifted. I mean, I remember driving through Colorado and in a snowstorm in April. <laughs> so it was like, and now here we are, you know, in February, January, February, and yeah. it just had so much rain. So yeah, it's, they weather. were they were going through how much snow we've gotten in Minnesota this year and like this season, I guess. And we got our most snow in October. Like that's how crazy that's and flipped weird. around it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We had up up in Duluth on Lake Superior, they actually had their snowiest winter last year with 140 inches. And this year they're what? at this year they're at 17 and there's no snow on the ground. It's all melted. It's crazy. It's so this... crazy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, global warming for you. Yeah. It's it's crazy weather. So we have um a new guest this week, uh Keely Sweeney. Uh, she is going to be uh, on the show tonight uh, telling us about how she preps fossils um, and talk about um, some of the digging she's done and as well as the business that she runs uh, prepping these fossils um, for people all over the world, museums, um, private collectors, everyone. So it'll be really, really interesting to learn more about her journey and as well as the process and, you know, the things that she does. It's very a very specific, like just, I mean, there's not, there can't be too many people in the world who, who do this professionally. So it's really interesting to have the opportunity to speak with her and we can learn more about what she does. So shall we bring her on? Yes. Hi everyone. Hi Keely. Hi Keely. How are you? I'm doing well. Sorry I missed you last week for our pre-interview. Very excited to finally uh, meet you and speak with you. Yeah, you as well. It's okay. It's uh, it's been busy. It's been a busy week. Anyways. It is. Oh my gosh, it's just like nonstop busy. So tell us, um, tell us a bit about you know how did you get started into I guess just even if it goes back as to childhood, you know, tell us a bit about how you got to start in collecting fossils to the point to where you're preparing them for people all over the world. Um, it's a long story, but I can maybe sum it up a little bit. Um, so I grew up half of my childhood living in England and the other oh, cool. half of it going to school in America. So, but in England, you can go to all of these natural history museums for free. So that's what we would do is we would get on the train and go to all of these different museums, uh, castles, all of that. And it's like a big memory of mine yeah um, and I actually really wanted to be Indiana Jones I didn't think I was going to do paleontology I thought I was going to go more towards archaeology um, can we like pause for a second on that for a second like if you if you were if you watched Indiana Jones and never wanted to be Indiana Jones I think there's something wrong <laughs> well you you have people who are super into Jurassic Park and so there's always been that like kind of battle yeah. of the movies yeah. and the fans. Um, and then, yeah. of course, everybody gets like archaeology and paleontology confused because yeah. archaeology is the study of human history. And then uh, paleontology is animal history, essentially, or animal or right. fauna. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I was that was a big thing of mine. And me and my mom, we would go to these museums. And I remember I got to see, um, I think it was at the Liverpool Natural History Museum. Back in the 90s, they had this like uh, mummified, I think it was like a princess hand or something. And it was just on display. And that was like my thing every year is like, Ooh. I was like, I have to go see her hand. Um, that is cool. <laughs> And um, so that's always kind of been a part of my life anyways. And then British fossils too. So like we would go like fossiling is what they call it and go to the um, little like uh, the seaside and 
it, it's it's kind of it's not like you're going to the beach like how we see it in America because it's kind of like yeah. it's never great weather. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's always like raining or something like that. Um, but I've always picking up rocks. I think forever. I think all of us can kind of uh, jive with that. Like you've always picked up rocks at some point. Um, and then like fast forward. I definitely didn't think I was going to get into any type of historic field at all. Um, I was pretty directionless, actually, as like a teenager. So when I was going to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I was putting money into going to college for a degree that wasn't going to matter anyways, because I just thought that it would help me get to some type of job to have it on a piece of paper that I went to college, you know? Um, right. So I am technically a two-time college dropout, and I, <laughs> which is kind of, it's crazy to say, but I think more people now are figuring out that you don't have to have a degree necessarily to go and do the types of things that you want to do, and hopefully you find something that makes enough money for you to survive. Um, even the people who do have degrees, they're struggling to find those jobs anyways. So it, we're, I think we're at this weird shift right now um, in America specifically. Um, I have a lot of friends who they went through like paleontology programs, which is great. Um, I would, if, if I was further back in my life, I probably would go for more like paleontology degree type stuff or classes um but I wasn't thinking about that at the time I was thinking about oh all of the job like 2010 right all of the jobs are going to be right. in tech like all of the jobs are going to be um something about social media or something right so right. that's that was the main focus and then so I was um I was getting jobs like um like corporate sales type jobs. And mm -hmm. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. Um, yeah, it was like, I, I liked the thrill of sales in that way. It was exciting in the beginning. But like, I wasn't working for Google, you know what I mean? So it was like, uh, I don't I don't know how much I like this. Um, and so I was working in corporate sales when paleontology struck which which that's the only way that I can even describe this because right. um I wasn't looking for a job in paleo it was like I was like scrolling Facebook I think on my break <laughs> at work <laughs> and I saw an advertisement for um it said fossil preparation like willing to train the right person and it had a phone number and that's it. And I was like, okay, that'd be in, interesting. Whatever. Were, were you in the, the, the UK <laughs> at this time or did you? No, you no, States? no. Um, I've, I've always been, um, uh, so I was living in the United States most of the time. And then when we had summer break, that's when I lived in England. But when I was much yeah. younger, it would be split like eight months out of the year before like I was in school. Um, <laughs> so I was I was wait, in wait, Wyoming do, at I the time. I, I do have to ask real quick. Do you do you kind are you kind of like you wish you had an accent? Um, I did when I was a kid. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. And then, I'm like, you sound very American. So, so I, I definitely put on a type of accent because my accent, if I, uh, if I, if I let things slip, I, I have many words that slip. Um, I don't know if it'll happen in the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like, so like my mom is British and I grew up in the American South. So I have like both of those things working against me yeah. and then trying to Access, sound professional yeah. at the same time. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I, I think um, there like a lot of kids that are like me that have um, either like different access or even bilingual parents. 
Like you have this, like, oh, the structured American accent <laughs> that you're trying to portray. Um so anyway, back to the back to the Facebook part yeah, of uh of yeah. this. So I was I was scrolling and I saw that it was um it just, that's all it said. Like it didn't have a there was nothing else with it. And I was like, whatever, that's weird. So I scrolled and I've never had this happen before on Facebook before or since, but I saw that advertisement three times. Oh, wow. So yeah. they were really targeting you. I feel like, I don't know. Like, I'm not necessarily like into woo kind of stuff, but I was like, maybe I should call it and just kind of like as a prank, like find out what that is because I'd never even heard of fossil preparation before. I, I think most people really haven't unless you've like been to a natural history museum and you've seen the fossil labs where they go, Oh, they're doing something called fossil preparation. And then that's it. I, I don't right. think, I don't think a lot of people really focus on that. Um, so I called it and then they were like, yeah, you know, like we'll try, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So I got the job and <laughs> I quit my other job. And then I had been doing that um, for several years up until I decided to open up my own place so that I could do contract preparation. And then the, it's just kind of like escalated ever since. And it's it's been a really cool journey so far. I did not think I would get into this. And um, if I'm if I'm gonna like kind of make a point about it, I'm gonna say that specifically fossil preparation it's not something that you need to have a paleontology degree to do um and I, i've spoken with a lot of people who have told me before that they feel like that they can't pursue anything in paleontology because they don't have the right credentials um mm. and paleontology credentials can kind of go two different ways Sometimes it's more biology based and sometimes it's more geology based. And then you have to kind of like match those classes to get the the specific direction you're trying to go to. But fossil preparation itself by itself is not research. So it's it's right. it's a different thing. And I think um, anyone who's like artistically inclined, this would be something that they could potentially look into doing as well. Um, and a good way to do that is volunteer. There's, um, natural history museums will all, I've never heard of one not taking in volunteers and everyone needs the help too. So you can be a part of like a project that's like bigger than yourself and it's going to last forever just by volunteering. And that's, I think that's something that's pretty exciting about fossil preparation. Well, I, I think it's incredible. So did you like have it in your mind? Like I'm going to end up in Wyoming doing this or was it something that like you just were like, well, this is what I want to do. So I guess I'm going to go to Wyoming. No. So I was living in Wyoming. Um, I was doing, I was like a, um, I did corporate sales for this region, which is, it was Southwest Wyoming, um, Eastern Idaho and Northern Utah. So that's what my, like my job was, but I actually, I got married to my husband and his family's from here. So that's how I ended up okay. in Wyoming. <laughs> okay. And I'm, well, I'm that's assuming... a good place to be considering, you know, what you do. I mean, it's the perfect place. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. The fossils I mean, are here and I got yeah. <laughs> I got a random job doing it. <laughs> so I'm assuming you've been out a lot to look for fossils in Wyoming. Is there do you is there like certain spots that you really like to go? I'm assuming around Kemmer or are there other spots? Um, there's a few um like commercial quarries that offer um, fossil digs for like a rate and it just depends on what kind of like digging you want to do um, 
so there, there's like different types. But one of my favorite ones is uh, American Fossil because you can go there, you pay a flat rate, and you get to keep everything you find up to $100,000 worth if you find something rare. Oh. Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> where, did. Where so is that at? It's uh, in Kemmer. Yeah. So it's about, um, yeah. oh, I don't know, like 25 minutes outside of Kemmer. Um, yeah. And I, I went there. Yeah, I went there um, as part of my road trip that I did. I spent um, a day there, um, and it was – I had really good luck. I didn't find anything, like, crazy rare or anything, but just the quality um, is really good. I did find – I should say I did find one big plate that had, I think, like, nine or so fish on it. That's awesome. Um, but it's <laughs> – yeah, but it's 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 really cool. The only thing, if if anyone is gonna go to American Fossil, the one thing I will warn you about is they do have a hard stop at like I think it's five p.m. and they've got uh, like tile saws that you can use to cut down your fossils, which is really nice. So mm. if you've got a big plate and there's a fish in it, you can cut off the excess, so you can package it better. But five o'clock, you're done, you're out. So we had to kind of plan, and it was like okay, around four o'clock, we're gonna stop yeah. breaking rocks. Because we have to saw them down and fit them in a car that we were doing a huge road. We went out to California and back. And so it was like we had all this other stuff. And we're like, we have to cut these down. That's kind so of that standard, everything though. Fit. I mean, I see that at a lot of at a lot of um, pay to dig mines. So where they have, you know, this is the time you have to stop. And you have to prepare, you know, plenty of time before to know what you need to do to get done cleaning up your mess, gathering your tools, looking at what you right. want to keep. Um, so I feel like that's pretty standard. Is this, um, what's the, is there, is it pretty expensive to dig there? Um, no. It's, it was, it no. was really cheap. I don't, I don't even remember how much it was, but it was very, very reasonable. I think it was cheaper than some of the other quarries in the area. Okay. And those, you couldn't even keep everything that you found. And so... what are some of the specimens that somebody would find there? Um, I can actually pull up, um, let me find. Oh, oh she's going to show us. She's, she's got a whole bunch <laughs> in the back too. Yeah, let's see it. Oh, those are so cool. So yeah, it's, it's known for its fish. Um, but I think you can also find stingrays and Ooh, that's cool. palm fronds and all sorts of stuff. So I found this at American Fossil. Ooh. Can you guess what this is? What is that? I don't know what it is, but it looks cool. It's a coprolite. It's a turtle coprolite. Oh. Stop so it. It's a turtle oh poop. God. <laughs> oh my God. How do you know that though? Like, I mean, what are the what are the characteristics that tell you that? A lump. A lump? Like a lump of <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this is another one. This is from another Ooh, quarry, but is this is so what's called cool. the um mini fish layer. Which it just has a that bunch of so like juvenile cool. nidia, and then yeah. this diplomistus here. These this species can get up to like twenty two inches, maybe bigger, maybe twenty four. Wow, that's gorgeous. And then these ones are about, um, I think, fully grown. They can be like nine, nine inches or mm. eight, something like that. But most of the time, they so, they're pretty small. And so. They, I mean, because I've never done this before. So when you're digging and stuff, like, does it come out like that? Or did you, did you have to prep that in some way? So or... this one, it did. This one did. It's, it split. Um, it had like a positive and a negative. And this is the positive side mm -hmm. when they would split it open. But you can see there's like different layers. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of like, you're picking a layer to split open. And then hopefully there's something there... inside. Are there indicators that you're like, oh, this is something that I think that there's, you know. Yeah, so you can there. look at something called a cross-section, which I'll try to find something. Okay. Maybe. Okay, so, no. Right here. Okay, so do you see how there's, like, this dot? Yeah. So that's a cross-section of something. This That's actually a cross-section okay. of a coprolite. But you can okay. find spines this way, too. Okay, so those are little indicators that you might be looking for on the edges of rocks or something. Yeah, and then hopefully you have the other side because it would be like it's it's half of something, you know. Right, 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 right. That's yeah, cool. I, I saw you've got uh, this 
um, these photos that you had sent. Um, so I'm guessing this is uh, one of the, the fossils that you had split open or the rock that you'd split open and found some fossils. So this is what's called the gastropod layer. Um, it's more dense than the American fossil layers. So that quarry that's pictured is actually, um, it's on the opposite side of the highway on a different um, plateau. So um, for those ones, it's a different type of dig, but they, they still have fossil fish. Um, this is what they call uh, the Lewis Ranch quarries. And the um, American fossil or like fossil safari, those quarries over there, they're called um, uh, the Dempsey Ridge quarries. So it's like, it's like on the other side, right? And okay. uh, this, this might be a stupid question. Are these quarries, they're no longer active, right? Oh, yeah, they're fully like, active. Yeah. Oh, and so they allow people to come in? Like, how great is that? Because here out east, like, they don't allow that. <laughs> so yeah, so cool. pretty much, like, uh, places places like these, um, you just pay a fee, and it's huh. on private land. So you're okay. essentially paying whoever, like, owns, like, the quarry lease or the landowner to go and you and, don't have and to dig. have, like, any kind of certification, like MSHA or anything like that to, like, no, if it, if okay. it was like on BLM land, then yes. Okay. The, the way that it worked at American Fossil was they would get, they would sort of bring down the wall and do sort of the mining and then they would put the stones okay. away from the wall so that okay. you didn't have to be near the active excavation. Gotcha. And then you would, they would just have different sections roped off and they'd say, this is your section. I gotcha. And then you would go in, break whatever you want, keep whatever you want. And I mean, we... We filled, we had like two like tubs, like smaller-ish tubs. And we had two tubs of just full of, of fossil fish. And, and some of them, um, you can't see them, um, but you can see sort of the relief, sort of like they're just underneath the surface that you got to kind of like get get them off, which I know <gasps> Keely would be able to, oh, to get them look off. Look at that. Oh my God, that is so cool. Look at the definition of everything. Like how cool is that? They turn out wow. super nice. Uh, these are from what's called the 18-inch layer. Um, oh so it's gosh. literally it's 18 inches of a horizon. That that's um, it's in all of the quarries. It just depends on like at what level of overburden that they have to remove. Um, and this layer is famous because um, it's like the bottom of the lake type of deposit so it's it's preserved differently um this this i don't know which way to point this layer <laughs> is preserved differently than um than this one so if you can see like the color difference yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so how this is like more orange um yes. this yeah. and and it has like multiple fish all on the same horizon right this is all the same layer um this is they believe it's an ash ash deposit so like volcanic um mm -hmm. a volcanic type of um preservation right so this one was the bottom of the lake where it had like high salinity but um, also cyanobacteria at the bottom. Wow. So the high, the higher salinity, like the brackish water, would prevent other fish from eating the fish that have died and floated to the bottom. And then the algae, the cyanobacteria, would rapidly cover the fish. And then you would have... Um, I forget kind of like how exactly the process is for essentially limestone um but either way it preserved it very well so yeah it preserves it super well um yeah and then compacted with layers and layers of limestone deposit and that's so what do you have to prep do you have to prep these different then like is it harder for yes. one of them or the other to get them out yes 
Yeah, so this is so more, it, like, so like when you pick up a rock like this one from the 18-inch layer, it feels like tile. Whereas if you remember okay. at American Fossil, it's kind of chalky. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so it's it's different. Um, so these ones require more, um, uh, definitely a different type of prep. You could still use the same tools for, like, fish from both places. Oh, that's so cool. But it's a different process. Um, the 18-inch layer ones take l longer to do. And do they tell you which layer that they're blasting from to know what you're digging through? Or how do you know which layer it is? So Just most of the, the quarries, or... they're actually set up um, in horizons. So like you'll have a plateau up here of like um, they'll excavate just to a certain layer and then they'll do a step mm -hmm. down into another part mm -hmm. of the quarry and they'll excavate at this other layer and then eventually mm -hmm. all the way down into the 18 with the 18 okay. inch layer. Um, at American Fossil, they do it a little bit differently where they're pulling it out of the wall, whereas oh. uh, on the other side of the road, they do it more like this. Okay. Um, so when you're when they're pulling it out of the wall, they're doing all the layers at the same time. And so then you would just need to know. Dig how over to here identify... and peel up some of these and then dig over here and peel up some of these. Okay. So, so tell me about um, this the stingray. Is this one that you you um, did for like a client then? Yeah. So this this is a client stingray. Um, he found that at American Fossil. <laughs> so cool. Um, and he was like, he told me that he'd been going there for like ten or fifteen years, I think, and hadn't. He said finally got a stingray. Um. Aww. And so he called me and I went and uh, picked it up from him. And uh, I thought that the stingray was going to be um, kind of the opposite. So do you see how the uh, the top of the stingray, there's a uh, a break right in the middle. And then the tail of it is on the uh, larger piece of rock. Initially, yes. I thought it was the other way, that the tail had had broken off. So we didn't think we had a whole one. He thought he had a partial. And then, but after preparation, I called him and I said, hey, it's a whole one. And he was like, ecstatic. <laughs> so am I seeing this correctly? Like this one image here, it looks like it's cracked and then you fixed it? Yes. Oh, that is so badass, huh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so so we're saying that you could have a, you know, an, a specimen in, in rock that you're thinking is completely destroyed and you can repair it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's part of my business. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, you sent in, uh, let me pull up the other, um, remind me again, what, what kind of fossil was this? So this is a tethosaurus. Uh, it's like a small mosasaur that um, a client had purchased at a fossil show. Um, he purchased it broken and got a, a good deal on it and then called me to have it repaired. And it was in three pieces. <laughs> um, so really the only way that I could figure out how to put this thing back together without destroying the fossil on the front was to put it in a bed of sand for us to um, get the whole thing back together. And then he needed it mounted as well. Um, so we were able to um, get a custom frame for it. And that's how that it looks so in his sweet. house now. <laughs> that is incredible. Like, what a rewarding job like to be able to do that to take something that someone thinks or maybe they don't think because they know you're so good but like they think <laughs> that this is this specimen is just like this is what we got and they're, then, like you can literally fix it they're interesting challenges for sure um every single fossil needs something different i have yet to prep anything that it's like the same thing over and over it's everything's different and and what are these? I I think um, 
the bones that I think it said it was raptor or something. Uh, yeah, like little, so there's like little raptor bones um, in my hand in that, on those two pictures. It's the same bone, it's just been turned. Mm, right. Um, and then the larger bone is a partial T-Rex vertebra. So do you have, so you've, I mean, the, just the different kinds of fossils that you've been able to handle. Do you have like a favorite one that uh, you've that like, be been able question. to like prep or like just, just see? Cause I mean, some of these, you know, they should be in museums and you just get to touch yeah. them. Yeah. And you know, like eventually they go to places like that too. Um, probably my favorite I don't know. It's, this is a hard question. Um, people ask me all the time and um, uh, live streams on TikTok. <laughs> That's like, What's your favorite thing you've ever worked on? And I say a different thing every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's my favorite today? Um, what's your favorite today? <laughs> so I, I've loved working on like the palm fronds and stuff um, in the past. Um, which are like, they're like the size of me. <laughs> they're like five feet. <laughs> um, I have done quite a few Triceratops horns now. Um, Ooh, that would be my favorite. Which like, it's like in context, it's really cool. Um, also, a lot of stuff from the Hell Creek formation is actually really fun to prep. So that's been really cool to transition from like the fossil fish into hell creek formation fossils too um because it's like i have to keep that in mind because i i've got a actually a triceratops horn i'm trying to prep myself so oh it's it, it's it's you're holding been out a, on us ben <laughs> i know i was so it's it's one of those like so people always say like kids have really good luck and i also firmly believe beginner's luck is a thing um, my very first time going to a dinosaur ranch in montana on private land um i found this triceratops horn um and i've i've had it now for a while it's in a few different pieces because i found it underneath a sagebrush so the roots had gone down and sort of broken it up um but all i saw was just the tip and then i excavated it back and was able to get it but it's just been sitting now where i'm like trying to get like the dirt off and stuff and then it's in pieces and i bought some of the like paleo bond and different things to try to like get it back together um, but I just don't have the time and now almost the patience to sit there and spend like a bunch more time trying to put it together. But yeah, that's, and then I will say, um, cause I, I, the algorithm led me to you. I was scrolling on TikTok <laughs> and saw you were doing one of your lives where you were <laughs> prepping a fossil. Is that how we um, came across Keely? Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. And so, so, so you were looking for some to get fixed. You found well, her. No, I wasn't even looking for anything oh. to get fixed. I okay. was just, just scrolling bored on TikTok and it just came up and I was like, oh, someone's like doing fossil prep. And like you were really like interactive with people. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I actually sent you. So I'll show the videos. Um, so I actually sent. Um, so this is a nodule I had found in uh, Vernonia, outside of Vernonia, Oregon. And I had seen this on the back here after i kind of cracked it open and someone was like it looks kind of like the you know the the side or the end or whatever of like a crab and i went back and sort of was reading up more information about it and i was like oh like this area is known for crabs and whatever and so um i had no idea what to do because i was like okay. i i don't know what's hidden in there i don't know how to get any of it off i don't know anything and I held on to it for I, so many years. I think I found it in probably like 2016. Oh, okay. So I held on it for a long time. So I sent it to Keely and she did this to it. Let's see. Oh, wow. What? So this is what was called a frog what? crab. Oh, my god. So gosh. that was what was hidden inside. Oh, that's so cool, Ben. <laughs> it, I love like, it. Yeah, like I had no idea and... I'm guessing Keely didn't know either about like no. what would be there. And they were like, <laughs> like, how did you get the coloration and all of that? Like what? Like, that's cool. The color was there. Um, it just had like, it, it, this was so weird. <laughs> okay, okay. It was like an alien to work on. Um, 
It was, uh, it just had that like little bit of the back exposed, which we figured it was crab, but we thought maybe that was like the side of a crab. You know, like if you're thinking about like a normal crustacean, it looked like it was just the backside, but it ended up being the top because it's such a weird face and, and frog crabs are long ways. They're not wide. So they're they're oh. long ways, and then they have like their little legs oh, that come out. Oh, and you out. can even see like the oh my gosh, that is so cool. Is <laughs> and there's really probably cool. more um, legs underneath it, but whether they're attached to the shell, um, I I figured it's probably not attached. The other ones were not attached, but I was able to keep them on the matrix, and then it it, it sits like... nicely too. So. Sometimes you have to make uh, kind of like a a visual type of prep more than just prepping it all yeah. out and then having all of the bits done. Because I'm just like, how did you know? Like, because when you're looking at it before and the after, like, how did you know that little arm was underneath there? And like, you didn't just cut it off. Like, it just like, like I was I was just using some air abrasion and it started to reveal so i followed it out and then yeah <laughs> it's a leg so how long how long did that take you to to finish um i think i was in like about three and a half hours or so total um wow. part of that too was like i'm trying to figure out what the heck this thing is because i'm like it's a crab but why doesn't it look like a crab um mm -hmm. so i contacted somebody actually in washington um, who works on crabs regularly, and I sent him a picture of it, and I'm like, hey, um, I told my client what this is, is a crab. <laughs> is it a crab? And he's like, yeah, it's frog crab. Those are kind of rare. I'm like, okay, cool. That's really cool. You know, just and just and just speaking for you and anyone else that like someone who's a professional and does that, that you always have you know, resources and people that you can tap into, you know, to, oh, yeah. to learn from and to make sure that, you know, the information that you're giving is correct. And that just, that speaks a lot about, you know, your work ethic, like, you know, that, you know, you, you want to make sure you get it right. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I always make phone calls because there's people who've been doing this a lot longer than I have. I've been doing this six years. Um, and the guy that I called, I think he's been doing it like 40, you know? <laughs> wow. So it's it's yeah, good to have to show... those resources too. Like, oh, like, uh, you know, yeah. like the uh, old, uh, old rock hounds. They're full of yeah. knowledge, but they're not they on totally... the internet, you know? Yes. 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 <laughs> so this was a video. So if anyone's interested in like watching sort of how this is done, I will say Keely's on, I, is it like every week? It seems like you're on like like multiple times a week. Um, uh, Fossil talk on TikTok. Yeah, I try to do something every day, whether that's a live sale or fossil preparation. Um, I, I try. Sometimes it's only like a couple days out of the week. It just depends on how busy our schedule is. Um, but I love to do these time lapses um and those are actually from the uh fossil preparation live streams that have been recorded and then uh and then they go uh as a hyperlapse mm -hmm. yeah. later on so I, we haven't talked yet so tell us a little bit about your tools that you use uh so in in this video it's a uh micro air abrasion um, so essentially it's like a tiny sandblaster mm -hmm. and um, you put like different types of media in there based on the hardness levels of like whatever fossil you're working on. And then um, it's just a nice way to um, have uh, all of the matrix removed that you need removed. Um, and then in this photo, this is the... What is this one? It's oh, it's um, Zoic Paleotech's Air Scribe from their Pro line. Um, so it's like a low PSI pneumatic tool. So it's like a um, 
it's like a little handheld jackhammer. Okay. And then that helps uh, lift up layers too. And do you have to do all this in like an enclosed system or something to control like the dust or, or what do you like? How, yeah. How, how does that part of it work? Yeah, I have a dust extraction um, and then I have enclosed units as well. So um, I have both essentially. Um, the enclosed unit is nice because then like all of the dust just gets sucked out and I don't have to worry about it. Um, if, if I'm not in a, if I'm in a situation where like, I can't have uh dust extraction, like if, if it's a lot, really big specimen or something, or just something has to happen, then I'll use, um, um, a mask and, uh, some, some good eyewear too. Cause you want to make sure to protect yourself. You don't want to breathe this stuff in. Right. Right. Yeah, I think you sent a photo, but unfortunately, my computer thought it had a virus. So, <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't get that one up. Dead. I don't know. <laughs> this is just incredible. Like, just so these tools that you're using, they are specifically made to do the kind of work that you're doing, or all the, are these tools used for other kind of professions? Um, I think the air scribes, um specifically from Zoic Paleotech, like the brand, they make fossil preparation tools. Like that is, mm -hmm. that's their entire okay. business. Okay. They, uh, all of those air scribes, they're like hand milled. So like <laughs> they've been like, like a uh, custom, like machined and milled um, so that you can use them for many hours at a time. And it's not going to like ruin the nerves in your hands. Um, overheat and all that good stuff right and vibrations yeah. yeah so like um like carpal tunnel or like the where it's i forget what it's called but there's uh something where if you've like held on to vibratory tools for too long uh over an extended amount of time like you can lose feeling in yep, your fingers image, yeah. and they're like mm -hmm. white um so it's those tools have been made so that that's preventable. Um, right, like not all tools are made that way. Like like Renard's disease or or neuropathy, that kind of thing, is probably what you're you're thinking of. Yeah. I have no I have no medical. I don't know anything. Oh, okay. That might be more for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like that's really great though. Like that you're using tools that are already thinking ahead of like people who use this and what kind of damage it can cause using these kind of tools. I mean that's a great company obviously, yeah and they're I mean, technically the only ones that are um like osha certifiable okay so that's something to look forward to as well because they yeah. they focus on museums mostly for those tools so they want to make sure that they can sell those tools to museums right. and that they are being compliant and they they're made That's in right. England and and England has a lot tougher rules than we do over here. Oh yeah. Yes. So when when you first got into this, um did you have to like buy all of your own equipment then and like yeah. sort of learn like like figure out so like if someone wanted to get into this um like is there like a certain like I, the the like brand that you just mentioned like is there like one sort of tool that you would like recommend them getting? Um, there are like entry level tools you can get. Um, I think there's, there's one called the trilobite, um, which I don't remember how much it is. I think it's like, it's under $300. Um, and that's like an easy tool to get for a small air compressor. Um, the abrasive, the, the micro air abrasive units, that's when you're going to start having to spend quite a bit of money. But those types of units, they're really only specific to certain types of fossils. So it just depends on what you're working on it is what you'll need to um, kind of figure out where your investment fits best. Um, because honestly, I use like, um, like scalpels and brushes and like, the brass brushes and stuff all the time. And sometimes that's all I need to prep a fossil. It just depends on what it is and what all of that is... costs like 10 bucks. 
<laughs> Would you say that you do more mechanical prep than chemical? Um, I haven't done like any real like chemical prep. Um, some, I think it's, it's called acid prep, uh, where they used like muriatic acid and stuff. Um, I think that's really specific to certain types of fossils. Um, okay. and that's not any stuff that like I work on that's like from here. Um, I've I've heard of people using them for like the shells, um, like gastropods and stuff, and then um, for like the English fossils I've seen, um, like the ichthyosaurs and stuff. They'll use like an acid type of prep because that stuff is really hard. Mm -hmm. Like like just the matrix itself, it's so dense. Um, so I I don't have any like personal experience using acid um but i imagine that you have to be super careful <laughs> when you do right right right. so if you had a fossil i'm just thinking i i live out i live in the great lakes area um and we've got quite a few of like um you have petoskey stones <laughs> yes 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 um but we've got like in my, i live in the silica shale area um, and we've got some incredible like trilobites and brachiopods that are um, pyritized. And so like, how would you present or how would you expose the pyrite if you weren't using a like um, a chemical? Can you do that with just the mechanical way or? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Um, I, I think it kind of depends on uh, how much pyrite is there and the way that it is because you don't want to get pyrite rot or pyrite disease yeah um so and there's not a lot of ways to really help that there's some ways you can help prevent it but if it's started you can't really stop it um, and that's related to the to exposure to the air correct uh i think it's um it's more about like the amount of sulfur or something that's like okay around that fossil at some point and then it has a reaction to it and i like think like water will move that along okay. so okay, i okay. i don't know that, that much sense. about it but i i think i've read that, that before right um so for something like that I, it just depends i would have to look at it and see yeah 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 exactly what it would need but um it might be fine just as is too. Not all fossils yeah. need to be prepared. Right. Oh, you got my wheels turning over here. Like, <laughs> what do I have that I want her to look at? <laughs> and if someone did want to send something to you, um, I know you've got it's fossiloasis.com. Is that the best way then for them to contact you? Yeah. Um, there's like a contact me button and you can email me. And then you can send okay. pictures and stuff. And is your main, um, I know we've all got like several different platforms. Would you say that your main platform is um, through TikTok? Yeah, TikTok and Instagram. Mostly, I think I go live more on TikTok because I think the algorithm's better better for live streams. It um, is. It really is. But I, if people are on Instagram and they want me to go live on Instagram, then I will. It's kind of like, um, you know, just as somebody who's been studying just a lot in social media and how to grow, it's 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 a dying thing for sure. Um, I think if your goal is to live stream on everything like I mine is for the show, I just want to be live on everything, <laughs> then it's a great goal to have. But I think for live streamers in general that like want to focus on like the best place to stream is definitely TikTok. I mean, that's just... For sure. I think it's the easiest to get across to multiple people. Um, I think that's just the algorithm is there for it right now. As yeah. of now, this could change. As of now, it's, it's always, always changing. changing. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you got to like learn. All, like, TikTok keeps you on your toes. <laughs> so so just to recap, um, FossilOasis.com. On Instagram, you are Fossil underscore Oasis. Um, and then on YouTube, you're at Fossil Oasis, but then on TikTok, you are Fossil Talk. Yeah, it's, yeah. 
It's the only one that's so different. So if anyone is looking, yeah. So if anyone is looking, um, and the, I think the links are all on the fossiloasis.com. So um, that's sort of your one-stop shop for for any of those links as well. Yeah, and if you're watching the show on YouTube or. We'll, you know, we'll just keep it at YouTube because Facebook is always giving us problems. Um, all of the links will be noted in this um, rebroadcast that's posted on YouTube as well. Perfect. So I did, I did have one question um, that sort of fits into like your favorite fossil. Do you remember your first fossil that you found? Um, I think I have it. I think I have it. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Sorry, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, she's got it for us. So it's some type of like tubular coral. Yeah, I see. And I think I was like oh, four or five years old when I found this. Oh my God, it's so cool that you kept it. I love that. Yeah. And, and where is that from? This is from Florida. Oh wow! That I have, I, I kind of have one like that that I got in Michigan. It looks almost okay. Can I gotta go get mine? One second. <laughs> I have, I have one that's almost exactly like that. Yeah, they look, they look like, um, like tubes. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what this was for the longest time. I thought it was like worms or something, you know, um, until like I found it the other day. And I was like, oh, I remember when I found this. And now that I look at it, like really look at like the internal structure, for sure it's right. coral. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like mine. Like this is mine. Um, Hold on, let me turn mine. Oh, yeah, so it does. Yours is the so larger. I've the, so I've got the little tubulars there. And then you can see like the lines there. So it's very similar to yours. Yeah, there you go. That that and has to be found, it. Yeah, it was found in Michigan. So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But I didn't find it and keep it as long as you've kept yours. <laughs> I've only had mine for a few years. That's really impressive that you had it that long. I yeah, I'm impressed too. I don't know how I've had it this long. <laughs> it's had to have been in like five different houses at least, five six different moves yeah crazy yeah that's always that's always a tough i know just getting a house in this past year i know moving and going through all of your rocks and, and you're like do i keep this it's... do i keep that and yeah i think this was yeah, like I've in got... one of those like little like uh you know how like you just have like a box of like your like little things do you guys have like a box yeah. of like little yeah. things yeah, and you, you don't really you don't know what junk. to you don't know what to label it. Yeah, it's just like you know this is stuff that you want. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yes, <laughs> like a junk box kind of. Yeah, or like yeah. <laughs> random rocks, a rock box maybe. Yeah, I I have that issue right now where I mean just next to me I what ends up happening is you know Minnesota wherever I am I usually end up getting a bunch of rocks and usually it's like a bunch of little agates and then I just hold on to it. And then I start having all these little baggies of rocks all over my house. And I'm like, I need to put them somewhere or categorize them or, or you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so looks like we just lost Keely, though. Yeah, it looks like we lost her. So maybe it's a good time to wrap oh. up. Oh, oh I don't back. know what happened. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's what happens when you go live. <laughs> We've had these... <laughs> I was like, just yeah, so... join it again. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we've had, I know, power outages and all sorts of fun stuff during this. So, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, it, that's what makes it fun, though, when it, it, it makes for good, like, blooper videos and everything else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was going to try not those... to be in a blooper, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be in a lot so by the time it's all done. <laughs> so is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we conclude tonight? It's been such a joy to have um, you on. I, if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to answer them. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, and I'll say too, definitely tune in um, at Fossil Talk on TikTok. Um, Cause Keely does 
lives all the time and they're always really interesting um i know you usually do fish which is just interesting to watch because it's such a cool progression to see like the spines and things like show up so um and you're always i know so nice to like answer questions and things too on it so um if anyone's got questions you know fossiloasis.com fossil talk on tiktok um definitely good good resources thank you thanks for having me i appreciate it it's been fun yes well thank you yes thank you for being our guest this week and you want to introduce our guest for next week ben yeah so next uh well i guess in two weeks uh february oh, 21st yeah. two weeks um 8 eight forty five eastern time we are going to have thomas uh hebert who is the director and founder of earth sciences foundation incorporated so we're going to have a whole bunch more um to talk about um i don't yeah. know if you want to say this is like our fossil like season because we, we we've got you we've got um thomas we've got chase pipes coming on in a few weeks. chase is a good one um yes. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> History. I love it. So, yeah, we this is an um, exciting season this year, just really talking about, you know, fossils, paleontology, and the passions that you guys have in this this uh, distinct niche. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to speak with Thomas and to further our education and learning into paleontology. Yeah, so tune in. Um, again, we'll have, um, we'll be on Instagram, YouTube. YouTube's probably the best. Um, hopefully we can get Facebook working again since it's just been temperamental with us. Yeah, um, I've got some, we'll, we'll, we'll get it fixed out this next time because Facebook is it's on our last string of um, with our events yeah. and everything. So we'll, we'll get it straightened out, guys. Yeah, so, but um, either way, tune in. And as always, um, for this season, I will have all this up on audio, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those. So if you're listening from those podcasts, um, thank you for that. And if you ever want to tune in live, join us on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Yes, and thank you for watching. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Peace out, everyone. Have a good night. Bye, everyone. Yeah.